Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 12 of the Simply Well Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, we've got the show for you. And this week, we're going to take a look at a couple of Star Wars comics to get us pumped up for uh, the Obi-Wan premiere this Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we get the first oh. two episodes this Friday, dude. I know. I totally forgot about it, too. And, like, the fact that we're getting yeah. two, I'm creaming. Two of them? Yeah, dude, I'm so well. I'm creaming, yeah. Uh, so, Chris, you read The War of the Bounty Hunters, right? Yo. <laughs> oh, my God, did I? <laughs> and I actually called an audible. Last week I said I was going to read the Darth Vader comic from 2020, but I decided that it would fit better with Obi-Wan if I read the one from 2017, which I actually reread it because I read it back when it came out. But I decided to just talk about the first six issues because the whole thing's fire, but it's twenty five issues long. So <laughs> I didn't so want to be fucking, sitting here just speaking for an hour about a so comic. You fucking lied. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got it. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah. You know, I bent the truth. <laughs> I misrepresented reality. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, honestly, before we talk about our comics, we have like quite a bit of news to get through. Like, I'm just gonna call this one uh, Newsapalooza. Newsapalooza. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about uh, the let's stink see, McDonald's. Police. The stink police. Yes, we've got to talk about McDonald's Mickey spoiling Dudes. Stranger Things. As they do. Uh, Barry got renewed for a fourth season. That's fucking right. Yes, a new Star Wars series is in the works. Oh. <laughs> We got our first image from the Echo series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we got a new Daredevil series on the way from Disney+. Uh, Plus. We got a little <laughs> bit more footage of Ms. Marvel, which premieres here shortly. Yeah. Well, and we got the She-Hulk trailer, as well as a new title for She-Hulk. So which looked I'm really, really up. good. Yeah, yeah. She-Hulk looks really good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm ready to, dump, to just jump into that. You want it? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give it to me. Like, so, let's yeah. see. <laughs> right up top here. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I want the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I want, right up top here. <laughs> call it Bob <laughs> Evans, because I want the whole hog. Whole hog. <laughs> <laughs> I want so much pork, I'm sweating. <laughs> I want the whole hog. The whole hog. <laughs> Don't leave none of it left. I want the pickled yeah. feet, too. There's a whole lot of meat on this carcass. <laughs> Goddamn. Whole All lot right, of meat. now, deadass here. Let's focus up. Yeah, straighten up. Uh, straighten up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your shit together. Uh, yeah. the, uh, no, fuck the Hollywood sticks. Reporter... Straighten up or get the fuck out of Fucktown. <laughs> uh, no, stop it. The Hollywood right. Reporter... Uh, My fault. ...was report... You know, is reporting that Netflix has like a marketing oh, deal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. God. Uh, no, we're good. We're we're so are good. Are you so good? Like, <laughs> dude, we are. We're it's Gravy Town, baby. We're so it's, good. It's Flavor Town. Yeah. All right. All right. If you need to be mute your microphone while you get okay. yourself together. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm I'm good. All right. So yeah, I'll say it again here. The Hollywood yep. Reporter. Uh, was talking about the fact that Netflix has a marketing deal with McDonald's for its fourth season of Stranger Things. Yep. 
and the campaign was like a monopoly game similar to other promotions that uh, McDonald's has done before you know sure yeah you get like yeah, the you monopoly like pieces car, in your drink or whatever money yeah, yeah. well it turns out uh, some of the game cards contain pretty major plot spoilers for the yet to release fourth season of Stranger Things right like and what? those cards well I don't know they didn't they didn't talk about it and I didn't seek it out because I didn't want the spoilers but uh, let's see here those cards obviously are not intended for sale yet and have reportedly been purchased at multiple chains in, like, a totally legitimate purchase. It wasn't like, you know, hey, we got these in. You know what I mean? It was right. just like... <laughs> oh, so like someone this just got spoiled. Yeah, someone along the way, somewhere at McDonald's, fucked up, sent the cups, you know, the stuff out too early, maybe, or, mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. they had the stuff at the stores but weren't supposed to put it out yet, and they just started using it. But, yeah. so Which I could believe... Huh? I can believe that. I can oh, believe yeah. that. I mean, you run out of cups, you're like, we're out of cups, what do we do? Grab the ones from the back. Yeah, so yeah, just and grab them. Like, yeah, and I just flip it over and it's like, Eleven's dead, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! No, so apparently the sources close to the project um, that were, you know, that talked to the Hollywood Reporter said that the Duffer Brothers, who are, like, super into, like, maintaining the secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Had, like, a total meltdown <laughs> because... They weren't really um, included in, like, the marketing discussions, right? Oh, shit. And so then for this to get spoiled by a marketing thing, they, like, apparently had a Someone's a losing their meltdown. job. Yeah. And Netflix wasn't happy either, but, yeah, the Duffer Brothers, apparently, that, that was the quote, was, had a meltdown. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah, reasonably so, dude. I yeah. mean, you know, like, yeah, I mean, they've worked supposed a long to time. be, like... It's been, like, what, three I... years since season three came out? Yeah, you know, like, it's been, like, one of the biggest Netflix shows that came out. Yeah. And the fact that so, the Duffer Brothers have had total control over yeah, the whole series. Like, you know. Yeah, no spoilers, nothing before any... I mean, quite honestly, like, you wouldn't hear shit until, like, you know, next month. Yeah, 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 and then, like, you'd see, like, oh, fuck, and then it'd come out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of a bummer that <laughs> McDonald's really fumbled the bag on that, but, you know. <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's McDonald's. Yeah. Right. Fries are and, you know. Netflix really needs to try and keep their nose clean, you know, with everything going yeah. on. They can't have McDonald's really spilling the beans for them. Mm-mm. Nah, a lot of people are fed up with uh, Yol Mickey D's. Yeah. And Netflix. not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just not yet. <laughs> not a sponsor. Just so we're all clear. Yeah. Uh, and next here I've got from Variety uh, that it's confirmed HBO greenlit the fourth season of the hit series Barry. Which is actually only now halfway through its third season, so it's pretty cool that they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Dude, because it's so good. It's so good. And the yeah, fourth and season I'm a, I'm a couple episodes behind. Yeah, we've kind of, our, our Sundays are busy, and then we like, yeah. go, oh shit, we forgot to watch it. And then we just never Oh do. man, I forgot to start the timer. We've been going for a hot second here. We'll add five minutes to the timer. We're so good. We're so... Oh my god, we're so good. We're gonna keep it loosey-goosey, baby. Like, I'm not mm. stressed at all. The fourth season is actually set to start production as early as June. So, like, that's next month. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like two weeks away that they're like, well, yeah, yeah, bring that shit. Yeah, bring it back. Don't stop doing it. Yeah. And, I mean, they've... Haters talked about... You know, Bill Haters talked about how the pandemic really helped him write a season four before three mm-hmm. was even filmed because they were getting yeah. ready to start on three... And then, you know, everything shut down. And them writing season four actually resulted in rewrites on season three 
to mm-hmm. allow for it to better flow into this fourth season. So seeing as which that's is amazing, case, yes, like I love to hear and, that. Yeah, and so seeing as that's the case, I'm really not surprised that it was greenlit so quickly because mm-hmm. obviously that was Bill Hader's intention, him and Alec Berg, that you know we're going to do four seasons. All so right. HBO, the ball's in your court. If you want to leave this unfinished, don't give us a season four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, I'd assumed that it had been greenlit already, so I'm just glad to hear that it is now official. Right. No, I'm I'm really glad to hear that, especially with Barry, because it's been such a kick-ass you know series um, yeah. that you know they not only were able to complete the you know, yeah complete the fourth season, uh, which is I assume the finale, I, yeah, and I uh, you know be, have the opportunity to go back and rewrite some of the third season to have a better flow into it, yeah. and it's just like what a a great example of taking any situation and bettering it. You know, like it's the pandemic shit that sucks, right. but you know they're yeah, able to be like, was. you know what, Let, like this is time we can use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'm stuck at home, I might as well write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. Now I mentioned up top, uh, this is from Vanity Fair again. They had like a, a special Star Wars cover last week that was kind of okay. showcasing like the future of the franchise, and yeah. so they had a photo shoot with the cast members of like several of the current and upcoming series. So you had, like, you know, Rosario Dawson all dressed up as Ahsoka, and you had Pedro Pascal there in the Mandalorian armor. Obi-Wan mm-hmm. was there in his robes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't... I think they had uh, Hayden Christensen there in the Vader costume. Uh, I don't know I if he was in the costume for certain, but I know that he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, they had... Uh, I can I just completely blanked on the actor's name, who plays Cassian Andor um, in Rogue One. Diego um, Luna. Oh, I. Ooh, is it Diego that Luna? Up. Yeah, let me. I don't think it's Diego Luna, but for some reason that's the name that came. Yeah, all I know is the pictures that we've been seeing of all yeah. of them together. Dude, I'm so good. Like, it's, it's so hot. Is it Diego Luna? Yeah, dude, I'm so good. <laughs> You're a god. You're insane. <laughs> I'm a god. I'm insane. But yeah, so yeah, we had all of them together, and they actually did have a little bit of like an interview. Uh, mm-hmm. in, inside, you know, because it was a Star Wars yeah, special. Yeah. And they talked about an upcoming series that's like been unannounced prior. Uh, and it's being helmed by uh, John Watts, who wrote and directed the Spider-Man trilogy. I I smoke pot with John Watts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's John Hopkins. Who <laughs> <laughs> was... It was, it was, yeah, he was like, no, you did not smoke pot with someone named Johnny Hopkins. I did, it was John Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing (laughs) that shit up every day. Every day. (laughs) But no, so, like, I think it's kind of funny that John Watts was, like, stepping away from the Fantastic Four because he was potentially overwhelmed, and now he's like, but you know what I do want to do? A whole fucking Star Wars series. Yes. We love it. Pop off. Which apparently he's he has he like co-wrote it, so that's kind of cool. Oh shit! And there's no title or anything like that. Really, the only information they gave us was that the code name that it's going by right now is called mm-hmm. Grammar Rodeo, which is apparently a Simpsons reference. Uh, it's an episode where Bart and his classmates steal a car and run away for a week. So that might give us a little bit of insight into the plot potentially, because they mm-hmm. did mention that they wanted it to go for like the. 1980s Amblin Entertainment coming of age feels so kind of like the Goonies but in Star yeah. Wars. Uh, uh, and it's supposed to be set around the same time as the Mandalorian, right after um, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. 
So that's pretty pretty dope. I like uh, we kind of talked about it with Marvel just outside of the podcast with just amongst mm-hmm. each other. That I really like the idea of taking different genres and putting them inside yeah. uh, a world that you know. Yeah, where yeah. like you know the Mandalorian's very much a western. Um, you know, which I'm not complaining. Serial. No, huh? It, it works so well. Um, and then obviously something like Rogue One worked well as a war film. Especially in that third act. Yeah, at that v- the very end. Yeah, dude. When they're fucking on the beach and shit. Yeah, that's so good. So, I mean, th- it is a world that you can put different genres in and it not feel odd. You just have to mm-hmm. pull that genre off well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for having, like, a, a Goonies sort of adventure. God, I want to watch the Goonies again. Yeah, that's a good movie. That is. Um, dude, do you think they're going to get Steven Spielberg in on, on some... Uh, Fucking Star Wars. Don't get my hopes up like that. Because, like, he, you know, that's the reason why we got the Indiana Jones, was because he wanted to make something with Lucasfilm, and they were like, well, here's here's uh, Harrison Ford, you know? Oh, dude, that'd be so cool. I love Steven Spielberg's, like, way of directing, too. It's very nice. Yeah. Big fan of his work. But yeah, so I'm I'm pretty, pretty jazzed. I just like, the, again, like the idea of us getting something new. And yeah. potentially unconnected as far as, like, you know, the Mandalorian has started to have characters show up that we've seen before, you know, and to mm-hmm. kind of anchor it to the the main story, you know, with, like, Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka. But so I like the idea of giving us something that we probably haven't seen before. Yeah. Because it is, you know, it's a whole galaxy a long time ago, you know. Yeah. There's yeah, plenty long, of adventure time, to be yeah. had there. So, moving into Marvel here. This is from Variety. Uh, mm-hmm. Marvel has announced the start of production on its upcoming Echo series on Disney+. Plus. Now, uh, I know that you probably don't know who Echo is by name. Correct. Correct. Because you didn't finish Hawkeye, correct? Correct. So, the from a comic standpoint, the, the character Echo is famous from Daredevil comics in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Hmm? And she's a deaf Cheyenne woman you named said Maya. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, no, she's a deaf Cheyenne woman named Maya Lopez, who has like okay. Olympic level athleticism and oh, the ability word. to like perfectly mimic movements, um, kind of like Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, obviously, the thing there being like she's deaf, de- you know, Daredevil's blind, and things like that. And her and Matt Murdock actually have a romance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so, you know, maybe we get a little Matty Murdock in the Echo show. Who knows? Oh, shit. But in the comics, Maya's story is that she's adopted by the Kingpin after he kills her dad. And then he, like, has her trained in the creative arts. Because with her um, photographic reflexes, she's really good at, like, dancing and playing the piano and things like that. Because she can just watch someone do it and then... And then do be it. able to do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's really gifted in those creative arts as well as martial arts because, again, she can watch people fight and then be able to just, just replicate do it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he kind of raises her to be, you know, his his like his you know his right arm, right. And he sends her out to basically prove Matt Murdock wrong that you know Matt Murdock thinks Kingpin's a bad guy, and as far as she knows, he's not. He's just been her adoptive father, right? Right. And so she goes out, and that's when she figures out that, you know, wait a minute, Kingpin's actually been lying to me all this time, and she straight up 
All right, guys, there's probably going to be a hard cut edit there because we had a little bit of a recording issue. And uh, we don't remember where we left off. That's right. Because so. we're all about professionalism <laughs> here. Hey, you know, we, we panicked. It was all hands on deck for a minute, but by God, we got her back. <laughs> Give it all she's got. <laughs> breathe, damn you, breathe. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I think we said all that we wanted to say. Oh, I was looking up her, her, her the actress's name. Yeah. Uh, it was Alakwa Cox. That's who plays Echo. Okay. Um, yeah, Maya. And so she's, I was talking about her being an amputee and that that was kind of interesting because it's not a character trait of Maya in the comics. That's just strictly something uh, that Alakwa Cox brought to the role was her, her own, um, you know, her own amputeeism, I suppose. Yeah. But, um yeah, so that's just kind of interesting to see different kinds of representation that way, where she herself is a um, you know an indigenous person, mm-hmm. and then she's an amputee, and I believe sh- her, I believe she is legitimately deaf, but I don't want to don't want to swear to that. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but so I do think it's interesting to go out of their way to try and yeah, she is in fact deaf and an amputee with a prosthetic lower leg. It says Word. so. Yeah, the idea that you know yeah, sure, we're, there's nothing wrong with. You know, having that person cast and the idea that the character is supposed to be deaf. So if we can get a deaf actress who is also a gifted actress, why wouldn't right, we? Right, absolutely. Yeah. This kind of goes back to our uh, <laughs> our railing against, you know, people are people kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yep. What did I say? Call us a, call us some SJW cucks yeah. if you need to. <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> be, be, people are people, you yeah. know. At the end of the day. Or I'll just... You got any thoughts on Echo? I know you haven't really. Yeah, I really. Yeah, had too much with the character from. I don't have a Hawkeye. whole lot. Uh, just other than that, yeah, I need to finish Hawkeye, and when I do, I'll probably say something in a future episode. Yeah. So, sticking with the theme here, oh, yeah. uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, sources have told Hollywood Reporter that a Disney Plus series is currently in the works to bring Charlie Cox back into the fray <laughs> as the Man Without Fear <sighs> Daredevil. Uh, and we really don't have much info. We can't even be sure that it's a continuation, but that's how it sounds, is that it's going to be a new series, but somewhat of a continuation. So I don't know if maybe they're going to use the multiverse mm-hmm. as like a, yeah, it's somewhat happened, but not really. I don't know. You know? Right. Um, but we really, all that we know is that Charlie Cox will be Daredevil, mm-hmm. um, reprising his role, right? And the last we saw him was as Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And we know that uh, Matt Corman and Chris Ord have been tagged to write and executively produce the series. Mm-hmm. And their most notable work that I found was the USA spy series, Covert Affairs. Okay. Um, and so fan reaction's been a little bit mixed with some questioning, like, the tone and content that Disney's going to allow in the series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As well as just the quality of television that Corman and Ord are capable of making. Sure. Cause, but which when I looked into it, because I, I hadn't heard of Covert Affairs, um, but when I looked into it, it has mostly favorable reviews. But the one thing that I did see come up a bit was like the quality of writing. Ooh. So that's a little bit nervous, you know. But um, you know, it was also a show from almost ten years ago, and it was on a network, you know, on a television network like USA. So maybe they had quite a bit of like oversight that they had to jump through. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, again, it's been ten years. Maybe they've grown as writers, right? Right. I'll hold out hope. Um, I'm still excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always try and be optimistic about these kind of things. Um, 
I don't think that their history is a guarantee of the quality, good or bad, of the series. Mm. Um, I have faith in Marvel's ability, honestly, to like give notes that kind of help the series fit into the the MCU, sure. right, on, on like a large scale, and then still maybe remain faithful to that original series, depending on how um, you know connected it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, the Russo brothers, right? They were most famous for working on the comedy com- the um, Community. Yeah. With and and then they went on and made the Winter Soldier, Civil War, mm-hmm. Infinity War, and Endgame. So, you know, them being TV writers doesn't necessarily have anything to do with how they could perform in the MCU. I suppose you're right. Like I said, I'm holding out hope. I'm excited. I'm not like butthurt. It's not anyone in specific. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I am interested to see how connected it does end up being. Mm-hmm. Especially with them getting Vincent D'Onofrio back to be Kingpin and Charlie Cox back to be, uh, you know, Daredevil. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, like, you know, is it going to be straight up? Because I never finished three. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, which... That, like, uh, right as I started season three, they announced the, you know, the cancellation, and I was like, man, fuck this, you know? Which breaks my heart because, oh, season three was so good. And it leaves you on such a cliffhanger, man. And, like, I remember I watched season three, and then, like, I found out that there was, you know, it got canceled. And I was, I was yeah. mad. And I will say, because, <laughs> <laughs> and I was even more mad, because the same thing happened with Punisher. Except yeah. they kind of, they let him finish season two before they canceled it. I think is because, like, they're so far in. So they're able yeah, to play in kind of like a wrap-up of Punisher to make it be like, okay, yeah, this was a two-season, like, it can be done. Right, yeah. I was like, but man, they should have just fucking cut it and give it to Daredevil, feed it. I want it. <laughs> I want it in I my jowls. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I want it up under my lips. Yes. Like spitting tobacco. Alright. If the room feels a little... A little different, and we sound a little different. Uh, we had like red line critical <laughs> recording software issues, and yeah. had to stop and regroup and figure out what was wrong. And we don't know that we figured out what was wrong, but it doesn't seem to be wrong now. So we'll say we fixed it. Uh, it is six thirty in the morning. So we're just going to try and rally. Puke and rally, and, uh, baby. That's right. Hopefully I don't <laughs> puke. I already did. Twice. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> and I shit myself. <clears throat> did you shit yourself while you puked? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> like the retching caused the... You know, the... Uh, <laughs> 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 Every time you retched, just a little bit of shit came out. Mm. All right, all of that to say, I marked where we left off last night, and we were talking about Daredevil. Yes, being being written by the same people who wrote a show called Covered Affairs. If I am correct, we were done talking about Daredevil. I think. Okay. And at this point, we're going to be done because that's right. That's right. I don't want. I'd rather leave something out than repeat ourselves. Yep. We can bring it up next week. 
And also, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. That's right. It's anarchy. Correct. <laughs> so, Ms. Marvel got a new, yep. like, one-minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It looks really uh, good. Yeah, it does. Um, showed a little bit more of, like, action, I think. Um, the powers of, of hers seem to be a little bit, like, akin to, like, a Green Lantern, where... Like, one of her it's friends asks her what it feels like, and she says something to the effect of, like, um, an, like imag- uh, imagination realized or something like that, mm-hmm. which is kind of the idea of Green Lantern. If Green he can Lantern. think of it, he can manifest it with the ring, except in this case, she's got the bracelets. Does this mean which... that we're going to see a <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds crossover? Well, I mean, eventually we're going to get Deadpool. No, no, no. I want Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Ryan Reynolds doesn't movies. want Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. No, no, he doesn't. He hates that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, her powers, like I said, are, are a little bit Green Lanterny, as opposed to in the comics, she has like an elastic ability when mm-hmm. it comes to her fists. And I think, like my theory on why they kind of changed her power set is like two things. First thing, this makes her a little bit more similar to Captain Marvel, which is who her inspiration is. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, you know, cosmic, as opposed to just, yeah, I'm inspired by Captain Marvel, but my fists just get big. That's right. And damn, I'm fighting a burp this morning is rough, I gotta tell you. But no, so it'll, it'll make her powers align a little bit better with Captain Marvel. And uh, it kind of also eliminates the need for a Terrigen Mist explanation, which is really strongly connected to the Inhumans. Okay. And so now we don't necessarily have to bring up the Inhumans. Because mm-hmm. if you bring up Terrigen Mist, the question then automatically becomes, okay, well, where's the Inhumans? Because that's how the Inhumans come to be. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing about that, though, is like, spoiler alert for Doctor Strange, we saw Black Bolt in Doctor Strange. So they're obviously not afraid of the Inhumans inherently. They just, I don't know that they know what to do with them, or, if you know, if you're going to do the X-Men, the Inhumans are really similar. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're not necessarily like, we got to get the Inhumans. Because I know that Kevin Feige wants to do the X-Men. Like, bad. Like yeah, He's dumb. He's hurting for a squirt. He's, he is... He is all bricked up thinking about the X-Men. I can only imagine how big of a boner he popped when he saw Sir Patrick Stewart in mm-hmm. uh, in his yellow floating chair. He was probably, Aah! But, uh, yeah. Uh, the series does seem to be a little bit more geared towards a young audience, I think. We kind of yeah. talked about it feeling a little bit more like a, a preteen. Yeah. Which I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, again, like we talked about with uh, Star Wars. Like, why why can't multiple genres exist within this universe, you know? Yes. If, you if you know, the Winter Soldier is, like, a, a political spy thriller, mm-hmm. then we can have a, a coming-of-age self-discovery story for a, a teenage Muslim girl in, in Jersey, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, the MCU is, like, one of the largest franchises in the world. And so it doesn't really just belong to men aged 18 to 65, you know? Yeah. So if they want to make a, a good show, that can also appeal to a little bit of a different audience member than the general audience, you know? By golly, here's for, be able to. Yeah. Yeah, here's for the, the 
the teenagers or the preteens or the young girls or whoever, right? And then, you know, now those young girls might have a, a an ability to have a conversation more so than they might, you know, they might not have as much interest in the MCU as, you know, the the teenage boy does. But right. now if they both have someone in the in this in this uh, you know, universe that they can aspire to be, then there you go. Not a sponsor by Marvel. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in the pocket of big Marvel. Yeah. We're just sellouts. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Kiwi. Yet. <clears throat> I already said it once. That's the that's the that's the end game, dude, you know. So last thing here as far as news goes. The big trailer of the week was uh She Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah, it which was. I'm loving that name. Yeah. Like, you know, because it was originally just She-Hulk, but now they made, they added that little attorney at law. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mwah, mwah, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. No. Um, we got to see a fair bit of Tatiana Maslany as both Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CGI on the Hulk still needs a little bit of work, I think. Unlike the She-Hulk, she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't quite Professor Hulk, you know. Right. I think uh, that, uh, and I know we talked about it prior... If the story is really, really good, and they, just the show overall good besides CGI, like yeah. I think that can make up for it. Like I will gladly watch something that has less, lesser quality of CGI if the story is good enough. But it does make me wonder: like, are they, are they rushing? Because um, I don't think I obviously wouldn't assume it to be a money issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So are they, are they rushing the people that are working on the stuff? And just trying to pump out the projects, you know? Which would bite them in the ass hard. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get a little bit less per year, if it was a higher quality thing, mm-hmm. than just have quantity. You know, it's that quantity versus quality thing. Yeah. Especially with, uh, you know, the stuff that DC's been pumping out lately. And I, I know we've been talking about this a whole lot. Um, you know, DC making the Joker, the Batman, and just like all the, you know, all the, all the things to come. Yeah. We, you know, we've been on the topic. This, you know, puts a, a thorn in Marvel to step up their game because if not, well, you're probably going to lose, start to lose people because DC's been pumping out good stuff. Yeah. And if DC really does, you know, like we talked about with discovery buying Warner brothers, if, you know, under new management and they are legitimately trying to, I saw another article about, um, uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery legitimately trying to make DC its own separate studio, similar to how Marvel is at Disney. Yeah. Uh, you know, then, you know, if they're legitimately going to take a crack at, you know, being a superhero franchise like the Marvel Universe, yeah, Marvel's got to, can't just rest on its laurels and go, yeah, people are going to eat this shit up, it says Marvel on it. You right. Know what I mean? Right. I feel like they're probably going to have that mentality for a while, or like a minute. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it, they're going to make one flop, and then they're going to realize, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's bound to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's going to be one that's just not that good. I don't know that they'll have a financial flop. Yeah. I think they would, I think it would take them a, a bit of, I think for them to have a financial flop, they would have to have multiple bad things in a row. Right, yeah. For people to just lose faith in the brand and not show up to the next one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But back to She-Hulk, I like the idea of Jennifer Walters, who is pretty promiscuous in the comics. Yeah. Um, trying to, like, maintain her career as a lawyer, which she also does in the comics, and her love life whilst trying to be the Hulk. She's also, 
known for breaking the fourth wall. In the comics, she actually broke the fourth wall before Deadpool did. Oh, shit. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if they lean into that aspect of the character, because we, we both have talked about this. I don't know if we've brought it up in the show too much, but Marvel's kind of been dripping in really subtle fourth wall breaks of, like, yeah, um, you know, like, people glancing into the camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, especially in Doctor Strange, we saw Madness. Wanda do it. But obviously, all through WandaVision, there was a lot of, you know, looking right into the camera. Mm-hmm. And then um, in Loki, Sylvie does it a few times. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And so, yeah, I mean, I think maybe it lends to my theory that the camera is the watcher, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think that'd be an obvious, uh, you know, an, a good spot to bring in a more aggressive fourth wall break rather than just looking into the camera. I think the more important is, thing on the matter is are we going to be able to see that Hulk hussy? I straight up thought you were about to be a pervert. Well, I mean, you were. But about her feet. About her feet busting out of the heels. Oh, my God. My bigger question is, (laughs) how much screen time are those dogs getting, you know? (laughs) What is it? Those uh, those floor grabbers? Yeah, those ground grabbers. Ground grabbers, that's what it is. Those big green ground grabbers. No, I I did... (laughs) I, I just want see. I just want a solid hour forty five of that. <laughs> just toes. No, I did notice that you know, and again, here comes the SJW cuck stuff. <laughs> there was a large, all jokes aside, there was a large amount of like sexualization, and I'm like, that seems appropriate. You know, we get a a female on there, and all the guys are like, right, but can I do it with her? A quick story. Well, I know in the comics that She-Hulk was... Right, she was yeah. Kind of, she's, yeah, she was a baddie. Yeah, she would be out yeah. on the prowl for like men, her, which... Her, her and Tony off. Stark have a thing off and on. Like, that's what but, I'm trying to uh, see. Like, Robert, RDJ, like, where you at? Yeah, but, like, Tony Stark died, remember? So... Shit! <laughs> Don't remind but, me. You know, in the comics, uh, Jennifer is stuck as She-Hulk. Um, yeah. And this one, it seems like she has a little more, not control, but kind of the same thing. Yeah, as Bruce, where, like, she can go back and forth. Yeah. Um, And we do see Bruce as Professor Hulk, which seems to suggest that at least part of the series is going to be before Shang-Chi, because Mm -hmm. in the post credit scene for Shang-Chi, we see him as Bruce Banner. Yeah. Uh, And also in Shang-Chi, we saw, uh uh-huh, what do you call him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Abomination. Yes. Who was the villain in 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Uh, the uh, cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Which had Tim... And it's Tim Roth is playing the role again. Um, Emil Blonsky is the the like the character's name before he's the Abomination. Mm. But... <clears throat> and we also got a little, like, quick little look at uh, Jamila Jamil as t- uh, Titania, who's, like, She-Hulk's um, nemesis, basically. And their power sets are super similar, where, you know, Titania has superhuman strength and stamina and durability, just like She-Hulk does. Um, I got superhuman uh, stamina, if you pick up what I'm putting down. Oh, I'm picking (laughs) it up, baby. No, I don't. Don't don't fool yourself. (laughs) Yeah, right, yeah. Don't don't trick yourself. You do not have stamina. But no, it does make me a little like, oh, man, because... I, we talked about it last week. I think the idea of just taking your hero and going, right, but what if they had those powers and were bad? Right. And then making that your bad guy. So it sounds like Titania is going to be 
kind of She-Hulkish as far as power set goes. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, you can still pull it off. But yeah, uh, yeah we did see quite a bit of her just trying to live her life and do her job and all that. Well, also, like, you figure the last scene of the, the trailer was her swiping right on, like, everybody on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was down bad. And going on multiple dates, and that last guy, she, he's like, you want to split some fries? And she's like, let's get those, <laughs> let's like, get well, those to go. <laughs> yeah, let's put those in a little doggy bag. And then she's got them in a fireman carry. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> that guy's... Who doesn't, who doesn't want to be held like that? Yeah, right? Like... Because he was a, he was like a, Mommy? a decent, Sorry. strong looking Mommy? guy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. She does. <laughs> she she picks him up like a like a baby and was getting ready to carry him. I'm assuming to his eventual death. <laughs> that pussy's got him acting up. <laughs> the Hulk, <laughs> Hulk pussy. That's disgusting. Hulk, yeah, Hulk pussy. <laughs> uh, that's something I wish the internet hadn't given us. Was the idea of just adding "ussy" to the end of whatever word? Right. You know, the Hulk ussy. The Hulk rose sounding. Hulk ussy. Uh, but yeah, I, I will be interested to see how, if at all, if it ties into like the bigger MCU any more so than just going. Yep, we got you know your Bruce Banner's cousin, and you mm-hmm. also have Hulk uh, yeah. DNA. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be like in the comics, where in the comics she's given a um, a blood transfusion. From Bruce, and that's how she gets the the Hulk powers. Because we see her get in a car accident, maybe, it looks like. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if it's just a case of she gets into the car accident and it, like the stress triggers her to turn into the Hulk. The Hulk. And it's just a case of, like, well, she's always had it, or what? You know what I mean? It does make me uh, wonder. A lot of people nowadays, like, we're kind of tired of seeing an origin story. Yeah. And so I'm curious if Marvel plans on running the origin super quick. Right. And just being like, all right, this is the origin. You know, She-Hulk, She-Hulk. I mean, she's pretty well known. So right. keeping it brief and then just moving straight with the story. Maybe. Or just, it, it almost looks like the series is kind of her origin. Yeah. But they're breaking it up with, like, her, her day-to-day life. Right. And obviously with her being... A lawyer, and we heard in the trailer that they're opening up some sort of like superhuman law degree or law division mm-hmm. of some kind, and that they want her to like head it up. And so I'm wondering if maybe you get a little Maddie Murdock. Oh God! Oh. You know that'd be a, a good way to interconnect the things. Oh, I love Matt Murdock. But also, you don't want to like overshadow. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe they save Matt Murdock for the Echo series, or be until his own show altogether. You know. Either way, I'm excited to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we know we're getting him. So that's yeah. cool. Um, you got any more thoughts on She-Hulk? No, I'm all good there. I am excited. Like I said, I'd be okay if the CGI wasn't that good. If the story was really, really good, I feel like the story really can make up for anything. Yeah. Even war crimes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It depends on what the war crime is. Yeah, you know, like, maybe. Are you shooting a paratrooper? <laughs> I mean, people do it in COD all the time. Right, you know, like, just... There's a word in the industry, and it's called get good. Yeah. <laughs> and if the writing's good, I can look over it. 
Uh, do you want to talk about your comic first, or do you want me to talk about mine first? Mine's... I'd like to talk about mine, because it's pretty... Uh, I don't want to say cut and dry, but it is like one thing happens. Which it's gas. It's gas. Like, I want to I wanna keep reading this. Because it, it stops after five issues and branches off into something else. But I want to finish it. Like another series, or...? Yeah. Yeah, it breaks off into another series. Uh, yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah, but mine was uh, Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters. And it's essentially takes place right after Han Solo's gets carbonated. And then... <laughs> Carbonated. Carbonated, excuse me. He, <laughs> Carbonated. He's all he's, bubbly. Yeah, he is drinking a couple sprites. <laughs> um, Crispy. And Boba Fett is trying to transport him to Jabba's palace, and somebody steals him from uh, Boba, and he's basically on this hunt, and then come to find out that Jabba caught wind that somebody took it from him. And he set a yeah. bounty on Boba for, like, oh, a stupid amount of credits and just made it open <laughs> to anyone who's a bounty hunter can get him. And so he's trying to, like, find out where Han Solo went, as well as, like, we see him killed. We see him kill Bosk, an IG unit. Like, he kills a lot of, like, familiar faces. And, Damn. you know, there's a lot of conversation in between them of, like, Boba's talking, he's like, we don't have bad blood, like, why is this, why is this a thing? And they're all like, right. I mean, we're low-life scum, what do you, What the fuck do you mean? Right, yeah. And then Boba's like, word, and just shoots him in the face, and just kills him, like, real, like, Bosk, he blew up, he blew his legs off. Fuck. And then ties him up to an iceberg, and says, like, you better hope somebody finds you. And he, and <laughs> Bosk out. is, and Bosk is like, I'm cold-blooded, I'm not gonna make it. And Boba goes, me too, and then fucking leaves. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he's not messing around. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wish Boba Fett was a, like this, because um, that's just that's Boba Fett to me. Yeah. But uh, you know, so it turns out that Crimson Dawn was actually the one who stole Han Solo. Okay. And uh, Kira. If you're, if anyone's seen Solo, uh, Solo, yeah, yeah, you know, plays a big role. Kira's talking to some of like her servants and some of her workers, and they're like, "Why, why Han Solo? He's just a smuggler with a bad reputation, <laughs> you know? Like, why? Right. What's so great about him?" And she kind of says, "She goes, well, as like, yeah, sure, he's just a smuggler with a bad reputation, but he's working with the uh, the resistance. He's working with." Um, he's worked with the Empire, he's worked, you know, he owes people so much money, people owe him money, people want him dead, like, everybody across the galaxy knows who he is, and we're gonna use that to unite everybody, and just kinda get yeah. their name out there, because, last to their knowledge, Crimson Dawn has been destroyed, so they're trying right. to be like, no, we're still here, and we're still making Big Bang. Cause I'm confused on, not confused, but I, <clears throat> I don't have the timeline, like, nailed down. Is Darth Maul dead at this point? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Because he dies in Rebels, right? I I don't know, because in this one, there's a lot of different things. I'm not sure if it was it's canon or anything. I think it just might be a spinoff. I gotcha. Because, yeah. like, yeah, just a lot of shit happens. Um, that, that, like, did not happen in the movies. You're right. Yeah, and, like, again, going to back to, you know, Boba... 
uh, you know, let me, let me, I'll get there in chronological order. Yeah, yeah. So Boba's like on this hunt and then finds out that there's an invitation to the Crimson Red and they're doing like an auction of like whoever can buy Han Solo. <laughs> and so, you know, they, inv- they send the invite to all the huts. And so Jabba goes out there with, you know, his brother, uh, I think it's Baco, Boca. Could be. Bofa. And Bofa, yeah. Uh Bofa the Hut. Bofa the Hut. Pizza. It's pizza. Pizza the Hut Lone Star. Uh <laughs> so everyone's there and everyone's, you know, making bids, hundred and yeah, I think it caps out at like two hundred thousand credits. Oh wow, there's only two hundred credits. I'm like, damn. And and then Job of the Hut was like, oh, I'm going to raise the stakes, one million, and just drops oh, the old shit. Millie, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, like, he ain't, he ain't dicking around. And then we see Big Daddy Darth come in, and basically is like, I want him, and Jabba the Hut's kind of like, alright, and all the other Huts are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why? He's yours, you just bought him. And Jabba's like, right. I would rather have a solid relationship with the Empire than have Han Solo. <laughs> and I was right. like... Shit, that's yeah. pretty smart. Like, yeah, you don't want to fuck around with them. They ain't they, they ain't one to toy with. No. But while they're all here, you have Leia, Chewie, and Lando trying to save Han, as well as Boba, who's just trying to collect Han Solo so he can deliver him to Jabba to collect his pay. And then you have the Empire coming in. You have Crimson Dawn trying to auction them off. I mean, just a lot of shit's going down in the same room. Yeah. The only thing I was upset about is we got to see Luke Skywalker, but we got to see nothing yeah. action-packed with him. He was in his X-Wing, and when he was flying close, you know, Darth Vader and Luke could sense each other. And so Luke was like, I can't fight him. Like, it's all up to you guys. Like, I'm not coming in there. And I was a little discouraged. <laughs> I was like, man, what a little pussy bitch boy. Like, why the fuck can't you go in there? They could have just put him in a Baxter tank, you know? Right. You know? And been like, they, yeah, like, he's still fucked up from fighting Darth. Yeah. So, needless to say, you know, Boba is, he's cruising, he's like kind of waiting for a good chance to come in and kill somebody so he can run in, but then he realizes he can't use a blaster because that'll draw attention, but then he bumps into Leia, Chewie, and Lando, and he's basically like, listen, I don't really fucking care what you're here for, you're not my enemy as of right now, just don't get in my way. Like, uh, and he, he's made it very clear. He's like, I'm not in the fucking mood. I've had, like, eight people try yeah, to like, kill me in the past 20 minutes. <laughs> so, like, if you want to go, like, don't think I won't go toe-to-toe. But I'm not yeah, gonna... I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. And then Lando's like, bet Chewie get him. <laughs> like, <laughs> che- <laughs> Chewie starts running at him. Huh. and pick- Sick him, boy. Yeah, and he picks him up and chokes him, slams him on the wall. And then Boba's like, I wasn't fucking around, and lights him on fire. Jesus Christ. And, like, Chewie starts, like, screaming, and they're basically, like, Lando takes off his cape and starts putting him out, and they're like, Chewie, shut up, shut up, you're gonna cause attention. (laughs) Get it together, Chewie. And then, you know, so, Kira from the Crimson Dawn um, confronts Vader and is like, and makes this huge announcement of, you know, Vader, you know, Mr. Hutt, are you sure that you want to go ahead and transfer Han Solo to Darth Vader? And Jabba's like, yeah. And they're like, cool. I've never been more sure of it. Yeah, I've, I'm so solid on that. And Crimson, uh, you know, Kira's like, all right, that's cool. We're still owed a million dollars. Like, he's not leaving without that. Like, so, Mr. Mister Vader, 
Are you going to pay? The Millie? And she kind of like puts him in a spot. She's like, you're going to pay that, right? And he's like, no. And he's like, why? Is the Empire too poor or are you guys too cheap? Right. And basically... Is that how you guys do business? Right. And Vader's like, fucking pulls out his lightsaber and he's like, what'd you fucking say? And Kira pulls out these two batons. Yeah. And just starts fucking him up. And it's a pretty solid fight. Now, granted, of course, Vader, I mean, won. But he didn't kill her or nothing. But, you know, it was a pretty solid fight. And then it ends with, you know, Darth Vader goes to slash at her. And in the batons, she has, like, a secret compartment that just drops a bunch of bombs. And, you know, they blow each other back. And they get up. And Palpatine gets a hold of Vader and is basically like, yo, the huts are starting to cause some damage because at this point han solo has already been transported back to uh, the empire and the huts yeah. are like yeah we're gonna go take him because that shit's ours and Jabba's like nah right. like that's all on you then like i'm not a part of that right yeah and so you know vader's like fuck i gotta deal with this and so he's you know he <laughs> he, he leaves cure lives and you know they slaughter all of the huts except for Jabba. And Jabba's sitting back on his throne and he's talking to one of his servants and he's like, I look at things like Palpatine. I look him in the long run. Like, I am now the sole leader of anything hut related. Like, I'm the only hut left. Yeah. He's like, So I am the damn near the wealthiest man alive. You know, like this. I'm sitting comfortably. Right, yeah, he's, yeah, he's sitting pretty there on Tatooine. He's got the, yeah. got the monies. And then. <sighs> he's all about that shmoney. Oh, yeah. And then Boba is like, all right, well, I got to bounce because now I got to go fucking steal this thing from the Empire. And he, like, I'll give it to him. He wasn't dicking around. He meant business. And so he flies out and he bumps into, I can't remember his name, um, but he was like half metal. Shaquille O'Neal. I think it might have been Shaquille O'Neal. <coughs> I think you're right. Uh, yeah. But as a man and he was like half metal, some cyborg. Um, and he was really close with Han, and he's trying to save him, too. Okay. And Boba and... I can't... I really can't remember their name. Um, I think it was... It's sort of the V. Uh, let me pull it up. Let's see here. I think it's, like, yeah, Valant. Valiant? <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember. But it's, like, Valant, Valiant, something like that. And, uh, you know, they're basically like, all right, if we're going to take this shit from the Empire... We need to work together. Right. And Valance like, why the fuck would I work with you? And he's like, listen, dude, like, I'm not your best friend either. Don't think I'm trying to act that up. Violent Valance. Yes. But Boba's like, there are two things that we have in common. Uh, one, we're not a fan of the Empire. And two, Han Solo is with the Empire, and we do not want him to. So we're going to save him, and then we'll just duke it out ourselves, and whoever can take him can take him. And he's like, all right, bet. Yeah, so they go over, and they basically... Because they meet up with Leia, Chewie, and Lando again, and (laughs) Boba's just on the edge. He's so fucking done. (laughs) And he just walks in there, and he's like, don't... I don't know why the fuck we're here again, but he's mine. And long story short, they get into a big fight, they blow a hole in the wall, and Han Solo basically falls, like, (laughs) sitting in his carbonite bath, and he falls out of that hole and starts falling onto a planet. And Jesus Christ. Leia and Chewie, they're all like, ah, oh, she's fucking dead. And yeah. <laughs> Boba's like, bullshit. <laughs> like, flies over <laughs> with his jetpack, uses his grapple hook and saves him, and then gets him back. And 
while he's doing that, you know, him and uh, what's his name, Val- Valent, Valiant, Valance, Valance. Him and Valance are talking, and they're like, "Well, what now?" And Bobo goes, "Yeah, I remember how I said duke it out." Throws a bomb at his chest and goes deuces and just blows him up. And yeah, he's just cold-hearted in this. He does not fucking care. And then he goes... He don't give a goddamn. Yeah. And then he goes back to Jabba, and he's like, yeah, here's Han Solo. And Jabba's like, ah, Boba, like, I knew I could trust you. And he's like, not so fucking fast. Why was there a bounty on me? Like, when you said it. And he's like, oh, it's just business, Uh, you know, like, uh, Han Solo was taken away from me. I can't have people thinking that can just go by, you know like willy-nilly but like i've already restricted like i've taken the contract down so you should be good and hans or boba fett was basically like sure like i understand that but uh yeah you're gonna pay me and you're gonna give me more than what you said you would because i saw that fucking million the million credits you just placed a bet and you were gonna pay me like 200k so yeah you're gonna yeah you're good for it he's like i just got it from the empire i can sure shit give it back so you're gonna pay yeah. me, and that's where it leaves is like a solid image of Han Solo floating next to Boba Fett, and he's Boba. just looking at Jabba like all grimacely, and he's just like, "Pay me." Yeah, give me my money. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" And so give it was really, really money. good, really interesting, kind of like a you know what would happen if they all just happened to collide at the same time like that. Right. And it did a very well job of executing it. Rock on. Sounds pretty good, especially for only being like. Issues, yeah, it's just five know. issues. Super, super brief. Yeah, so it's a nice, brisk little read. Mm-hmm. Well, things went down a little differently in my comic. It was a good read. Uh, I don't want it to sound like <laughs> things were bad. It was dog ass. Someone, it was dog dick. Speaking of someone going hard, uh, yeah, I read the first six issues of Darth Vader from 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first, like, volume, I guess... It is called The Chosen One, and that's what I read. And it's by Charles Soule. And I've read this whole run before. It's like 25 issues, but I wanted like just a refresher. So I just re- reread the first six. Um, yeah. And this series picks up like right, like uh, like the second after Revenge of the Sith ends. Like it opens Ooh. with a... Yes. You know, um, <clears throat> as he like, you know, finds out that Padme's gone. Hate and to see he's it. all... And he's all mad at the Emperor, because, like, you know, uh, straight up you told me, like, that the dark side could keep her from being killed. And, and Actually, uh, he said he could bring the dead back to life. Right, well, and so yeah. the Emperor the emperor pulls a little, like, twisty twist on him. He's like, listen, she was fine until you and your rage made another decision. And he's like, yeah. so... Which is true. Yeah. Sorry, my boy, she is gone. And Vader's R. like... R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. And he starts just shocking the shit out of him with lightning, and it's like, you know, defend yourself! And he's like, well, like, I don't have a fucking lightsaber. Obi-Wan fucking ganked it from me on Mustafar. Yep. And yep, he's yep. like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, God damn it. You know, so he's like, alright, well, gotta go get you a fucking saber. And he sends him out to, uh, he kind of tells him, like, the way you get your red lightsaber is kyber crystals are living beings. He, uh, mm-hmm. And he says... To you know, a red lightsaber isn't just a red. A red lightsaber, crystal. yeah, yeah. It is a, a, a lightsaber that you claim through battle, and then you torture the kyber crystal and make it bleed. Oh my God! And that's how it, it it turns red. Like you break it, you corrupt it, and uh, so he's like, 
So uh, you better get at it. And so he's like, fuck, all right. So he goes and he, because he, he decides. Get out, get out there, go get it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, all right, go find a, go find a lightsaber. Take it from a Jedi. And he's like, which isn't going to be easy because we were pretty thorough and we killed most of the Jedi. They're already gone. Like Order 66 yeah. was a, a raving success. And uh, it's kind of cool. Get, you know, we get a little bit more of that, like, pretty heavy-handed Nazi imagery of, like, they're on Coruscant and you see, uh, you know, like, them making a nice speech to the crowds of, like, you know, we don't have to fear the Jedi tyranny any longer. Embrace freedom, yeah. you know? The new Galactic Empire is here. And everybody's like, oh, word? You know? Oh, and, shit. Uh, oh, shit. And it does kind of do a good job of um, showing the Jedi were, like, you know... Anakin, you know, Vader's like, well, the Jedi teachings on red lightsabers, you know, on, like, the Sith's weaponry was incomplete. And uh, the Emperor basically kind of, like, laughs and is like, those fools hid any, you know, any history that they deemed, like, unsanitary. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, you know, yeah, that was part of the issue with the Jedi at the at the end there was, like, they were dishonest and they were intervening in things and all that. And they ended up being the downfall of the Jedi eventually. Yeah. Something real quick that I want to touch on, yeah. and then you know you can keep going. And I'm not sure if I Thank said it on the sure. podcast, but it was opened up to my eyes when Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting on uh, Mustafar. Mustafar. Obi Wan like openly says to Anakin like he broke the code because he's like I love yeah. you, and like the bit you yeah. know Jedi aren't supposed to love; they're supposed to be very you know uh, unfeeling. Yeah, neutral. And he, you know, he sits there and tells him, like, you were a brother, I, I loved you. Yeah. Well, you and figure in the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan, like, has a romance. That's true. That's true. He's just down bad. He's a dog. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> He's a dirty dog, o- you know? Obi-Wan's slinging that Obi-Schlong. Ew. <laughs> That's too fucking early for this. Yuck. <laughs> but no, and then, so, uh, yeah, that's just something that was open up to my eyes, and I wasn't sure if I talked about it, and I wanted to throw it in there, but continue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he's like, all right, uh, go get your go get your saber, go get him, boy. You know, <laughs> so he 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 leaves and he uh, is trying to figure out where he is going to find a fucking Jedi to get their lightsaber, and he comes upon a um, what do you call it? like a stormtrooper ship, and the stormtroopers are like fucking around with a lightsaber on it, you know, and Vader like, fucking just crashes in, like, they're firing on him because they don't know what this shuttle is, right? Yeah. Because he's very fresh, like, nobody knows who Vader is. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, firing on his ship, and he just, like, crashes into their fucking dock, like, their bay. Jesus. And, you know, he has no weapon. He's just using the Force. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, like, you know, crushing people, throw them into the wall, and then he sees the one guy that was playing with the lightsaber, and he, like, yanks the saber from him and chops down the rest of the guys. And then in, like true honorable fashion, he drops the lightsaber because, like, he didn't win it from a, a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, so he leaves the saber behind and goes to, uh, like, their computer system and lo- is looking up, like, okay, what Jedi do we have on file, basically? Mm-hmm. And he finds one, and he's like, alright. Well, we ride, you know. But... So he heads that... <laughs> but... So he heads that direction. And, uh, we don't really get, um... I just want—I don't want to skip over any of my notes here. We don't really get Obi Wan in, in this series, but he is like name dropped a couple of times. Okay. Um, but I, thinking of the show, where this takes place, I would like to see some of this maybe in the Obi Wan series, or at least 
maybe they give Hayden Christensen his own little miniseries and I, give us a little Darth Vader series. I gotta think, you know, we're definitely gonna be seeing a whole lot of, like, early Darth Vader because, I mean, just why not? Like, that'd be amazing. Right, if you can do it. And you can do it good, why wouldn't you? Right. So, we do get to see, uh, you know, a pretty good Jedi fight. So, he goes to this planet that's kind of um, deserty, but also uh, the city that they're living in has um, a pretty large body of water that's dammed up above mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Jedi's kind of like, he's laid a bunch of traps and stuff, and he's, you know, actually doing a pretty good job of keeping Vader at bay. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, he actually fucking throws a, uses a force to throw a rock, and it hits Vader, and he falls off this cliff edge. Damn. And he's, and he's fucked up. Like, he's at the bottom, and he has to, like, put his fucking leg back on, you know, because he's got the robot leg. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, you know, and he picks up a piece of metal that fell off the railing with him, and he's like, so Vader's just got this fucking, uh, basically a pipe, and is getting ready to go up there and fight (laughs) this Jedi with a lead pipe. He's about you know? to lay down some pipe. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's there's a piping coming. <laughs> and so he gets back up there, and he starts fuck, fucking fighting the Jedi with his pipe. And uh, <laughs> the police, like, show up. As they're up on, on the They're up on the dam. So they got the water on one side and then like, a, a pretty sheer, like, cliff edge down mm-hmm. over to the city. And uh, the police are like, hey, you two fucking break it up, you know? And Vader just straight up, like, force throws them down over the, into the city. Whoa. And, uh, and the Jedi's like, dude, what the fuck? You know, this is between you and me. And Vader's like, oh, word? And he starts to, like, crack the dam. And oh, he's going to flood the city. And the, uh, so the, the Jedi, like, stops fighting and uses the force to hold the dam together. And mm-hmm. Vader's like, you know, you fool. And he just fucking steals his saber, like, Alpha's belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, puts him in a force choke. And he's like... Dude, listen, like, fucking kill me, that's fine, like, I've lost, but don't, like, don't punish them, this is our fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Invader just, like, crushes his neck and throws him over into the city, and then he still breaks the dam and Damn. floods the city. <laughs> like, what a cold bitch, like, he just straight He's up. like, a word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just break this dam. Let me flood the city anyways, bitch. Like, <laughs> damn, he's <laughs> he's a cold motherfucker. Uh, so he's all, you know, fucked up, and he goes hobbling back to his ship, right? And, uh, he gets patched up, and the Emperor's like, six, so now you gotta take that kyber crystal, and, uh, you know, do like I said, you gotta basically give it all your pain and your hate and all that, and you're gonna make you it suffer. You gotta put the squeeze on it. Yeah, you gotta put the squeeze on him. <laughs> and, and, and it should corrupt the, the whole thing, and yeah, then we'll be Gucci. Like, that thing's going to be so red, you will not even see straight. And so he's like, righteous. <laughs> righteous. Him, righteous. Yeah, that's that's actually a quote. Vader says, sick. And so then he goes to, uh, he tells him, like, hey, you got to go to Mustafar. Because, actually, there's some pretty intense, like, connections to the dark side of the Force in Mustafar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, plus, you know, he's like, maybe the sight of your failure will bring you inspiration. Uh, to corrupt this this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, word. Thanks for bringing it up, you know. And uh, <laughs> it's still it's still touchy, man. <laughs> it's still tender. Like that was literally four days ago. So he goes to Mustafar, and the Emperor tells him like the dark side should guide you to where you know where it's most connected. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to this fucking like cave, and there's this little altar inside the cave, 
and he sets the you know he disassembles the lightsaber and gets the kyber crystal out and it's a green kyber crystal and he puts his hand on it and he kind of is like now nah, like I, what the fuck am i doing you know and you see him reassemble the lightsaber and he shows up to the emperor and the emperor's like you know have you been successful and he goes i have and he turns it on and it's a green lightsaber and the uh, you know, he didn't do it, and the Emperor's like, oh, so you've made your decision, he goes, I have. And he and the Emperor start fighting, and he fucking kills the Emperor, and rolls out, and uh, shows up at Obi-Wan, and is like, on his knees in front of Obi-Wan, and is like, just do it, please. And uh, you're like, oh shit, what the hell? What? And, like, and then he kind of has like a little bit of a flash, and it was the kyber crystal, like, in his head, basically fighting back. Where oh, he didn't shit. do any of that. It was like giving him a vision. Oh, yeah. And so he's like, basically, like, you son of a bitch. And he like grabs the kyber crystal real hard and he just starts having flashes of like his mom and Padme and Obi Wan and all that. And, you know, he's screaming and crying and shit. And then the fucking lightsaber, you know, the kyber crystal turns like bright red and flashes and you hear like cracking. And mm-hmm. he uh, he's like, sick. And then he rolls up. To the uh, to the emperor's room, and you've got a little bit of a an appearance by uh, Tarkin, who's like Veda, talking at him, and he's like, uh, the emperor's wanting to make sure that the weapon is underway. So obviously yeah. they're talking about building the Death Star, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vader like fucking throws one of the Im- Imperial Guard just through the fucking window. Jesus. <laughs> and Tarkin and I can't think of who else was in the room with him are both like Jesus, you know, and are getting ready to try and defend him. And the Emperor's like, you know, leave me be. And they're like, but your safety. And he's like, I am plenty safe. And so they leave, and he's like, you know, Vader, I'm assuming, you know, my apprentice, you've been successful. And he kneels before the Emperor and turns on the red lightsaber. And uh, he's like, bet, you know. And, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Good. Good. Let the hate flow through you. And so he's like, righteous. Uh, we've got a, an intruder that I think you could help me take care of. Uh, head down to the, the Jedi archives for me. And he's like, you got it, baby. So Vader heads down there. And we see somebody stomping around, sneaking through the books. And uh, Vader straight up jumps on the guy and is getting ready to gank him. And it's the Grand Inquisitor. <clears throat> oh, shit. And so he's got his, you know, his spinny lightsaber, right? And mm-hmm. so so they're fighting, they're duking. And uh, he's fucking Vader up. like, And uh, Vader's like, er, you know, he's like, you fucking fool, like, I've got you, bitch. And Vader's like, you have nothing, I was testing my suit. And the guy's like, what? And he just fucking splits his saber in half and just kicks the shit out of him. And he's like, I was just seeing how strong this suit was. And he just beats the fuck out of the Inquisitor. And uh, that's when you kind of get introduced where uh, the Emperor shows up and is like, boys, boys, please, you know, there's plenty of me to go around. (laughs) And uh, they both are like, dude, what the fuck's going on here? Because, like, the Inquisitor's like, you know, the Emperor promised me these books, right, that I could come in here. And he's like, I did. I just thought you guys should meet. And Vader's kind of been out of shape because he's like, you sent me there knowing that he was an able fighter. Like, what if I'd have lost? And he's like, you know better than anybody that, like, you shouldn't get tied up in what ifs, right? And he's yeah. like, but was there any chance that he was going to defeat you? And he goes, no. And he goes, there you go. And, uh... Say lovey. He's Yeah. Say lovey. So then the Emperor's like, this is the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, and he is gonna run the Inquisitorius, and the Vader, you know, Vader's like, huh? Yeah. And, uh, he's like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna let me. We got some talking to do. Let's walk, baby. And so the three of them go to where the Inquisitors are being trained, and you see all the Inquisitors down in the arena, and the Grand Inquisitor is basically like, you know, present arms. And so all the Inquisitors stop and look up at Vader and the Emperor up on the uh, balcony, and uh, the Emperor is telling Vader that the idea is that the Inquisitors are there to find the last remaining Jedi, and they still need to be trained. And he says, you know, they're all Jedi in their own right that had some sort of qualm with the Council, right? Yeah. And they were easily corrupted. And uh, he's like, you know, take the Inquisitor. You know, he's like, he he never got his seat at the Council, and he's always been bitter about it, and now I've given him purpose, you know? Right, yeah. And, and he's like, he was pretty easy to take advantage of. And you're like, damn, all right. And so he tells Vader, like, that he wants him to to train the Inquisitors and make them... He says something about, like, a sharp blade to cut the Jedi infection out. And he even talks about the Jedi being, like, the biggest threat to Imperial peace right now. Yeah. And you kind of see a quick little glimpse at another Jedi that's off somewhere, and that's where the, the books are going to lead to, is him hunting down these Jedi. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's pretty solid, and you get to see Vader doing some, some Vadering, and I do like that it's so close to... Uh, the prequels that you're like, okay, I really know. It, it is know a really good continuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's literally the second after Revenge of the Sith ends. But do I do I I really want to see Hayden Christensen fucking play this role? Like, if if he's yeah. gonna be Vader in the Obi Wan series and it does well, give us give us a Vader series. Yes. I, I think in a lot of that. interview, Hayden Christensen, he... He seems excited yeah. about being back in Star Wars. Yeah, he was like, you know, for something that I thought I was done doing, and now they have, like, yeah. new stuff, and it, from the looks of it, good stuff, I'm very excited right. to continue to work on it. Yeah, and, like, we've seen him training, yeah, like, a lot to do lightsaber duels and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a cape in a lot of his, like... Training, so it's like, okay, yeah, he's definitely going to be fighting yeah. as Vader. Oh, yeah. All right, let me... I'm just straight up eating my oatmeal. I apologize. Yeah, right. Let's see here. Last <laughs> yeah, we're so good. What was it like last week? It was pizza. This week it's oatmeal. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're crazy. No, what, you mean, what you mean by that? You're nuts. Yeah. So we're going to do things a little backwards this week. That's right. Um, we, the email that I've got here... Uh, actually has a little bit of a suggestion for Chris's Cryptid Corner. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'll read you the email before you fucking yell at me about... Whoa. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Okay, now. Alright, whatever. So let's see here. The email reads, Dear Colin and Chris. That's us. Uh, That's us. Hello, this is Bethany, your self-proclaimed number one fan who has listened to all of your podcast episodes religiously. That's right. that's good. I was going to say that's what we're going for. We're we're starting a religion. Um, it's a cult. Yeah. <laughs> Just the church of Colin and Chris. <laughs> Simply church. So, Simply church. Uh, she says, if you'd like I to must... join our cult, please send an email at uh, simplywillmailbag at gmail. Yeah, send your applications in for consideration. <laughs> uh, she says, I must say both of you have grown a lot in a good way with the podcast and continue to get better with every episode. You guys don't stumble on words as much or have awkward pauses anymore. Uh, yeah, we do. I just edit them out. The episodes uh, flow very well and keep me really interested in the topics. Even in topics I previously had no knowledge of, but became interested in because of your enthusiasm for the subjects. I wanted to say, Colin, you are the information wizard and bring in all that knowledge that I'm yearning for about topics. That's oh, right. Goodness. 
<laughs> that's me, baby. <laughs> she says, Chris, you suck. No. She didn't oh, say that. Oh, word? That was, a little, that was a little editorialism. Uh, oh, rock on. She, says, she says, Chris, you bring in that spice about a topic, bringing in different perspectives on how to think about ideas, which are refreshing. Just wanted to say, keep doing what you do, and I look forward to future episodes. Uh, and then, she next paragraph. She sent us a, a pretty decent-sized letter here. Yes, we love that. We, we, we won't, yeah, I was going to say, we aren't going to bash on that. She says, here's a little true story of mine that maybe could be used for Chris's cryptid corner. That you oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> you just lean real <laughs> forward into the mic. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, she says, in elementary school for my art class, we were told we were to design clay slabs however we wanted to then get fired in the kiln and then get painted as the final step of the project. Uh, a classmate of mine, we'll call him Classmate X, decided that for his clay slab, he was going to make a tombstone for himself because it was already a flat piece of clay. Mm-hmm. So the day ended and everyone put their finished clay into the oven to be fired overnight so it could be painted the next day. Uh, the next day comes around and my teacher is upset because one of the clay slabs broke or exploded in the kiln. And no one else's clay slab was harmed, thankfully, but the student's slab that broke would going to have to make theirs again. Uh, and it was Classmate X's project. And then a few okay. minutes later, the principal comes in and announces to the whole class that Classmate X will not be joining us because he and his family died in a fire that night in their home. Uh, she does say it was a long time ago, so I don't remember if it was arson or an accidental fire. Jesus. Yeah. Are we supposed I mean, to dig our way out of that? <clears throat> well, I mean, I think that's just like a perfect segue to, you know, the welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. Uh... <laughs> classmate burned up in a fire <laughs> and i'm just radio hosting oh my god um no that is like and that's you know what we're going to be talking about is uh stuff that's super coincidental it's kind of scary yeah uh because you know like that is really scary that uh he made this tombstone and it just you know happened to to pop or, or break in the oven or the, the kiln or the oven yeah um and then for him to pass away because he got in a house fire, that's definitely, you know, there's, what if there's it's more than a coincidence? You know, that's that's nuts. Yeah. But uh, segueing from that, I will be talking about um, a coincidence that happened connecting Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. So Edgar Allan Poe had a story, and then from that story, it actually happened 46 years after it's published. So let's see. Okay. So... Edgar Allan Poe, his one and only full-length novel is the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym and the Nantucket. Uh, The gist of the story is Pym is stowing away on a whaling ship, but things go sideways and the crew uh, mutinies. Almost everyone dies, a storm hits, and the remaining crew are left adrift. They catch, kill, and eat a turtle, but it's not enough. They draw straws to see who's going to get eaten, and the unfortunate man who draws the short straw is a mutineer uh, named Richard Parker. And he is killed, eaten, and then ultimately the remaining crew is rescued. That was published Word. in 1838. And in 1884, a ship named the Mygenet, I believe, Mygenet, left England for Australia. There was no mutiny. But the yacht was hit by storms off the coast of Africa. The four men that were left adrift in a, uh, a dinghy 
with no food, no water, but they did manage to catch, kill, and eat a turtle. Starving, they've decided that one of their number that one of their numbers needed to die so the rest might live. They settled on the youngest among them, mostly because he was sick and drinking seawater, um, and he had no family to return home to. He died, was eaten, and the others were rescued four days later, still munching on what remained of his body. That person's name? Richard Parker. Richard Parker? Oh my god. And dude, it is stuff like that where it's like scary coincidences that are like, how? Like, yeah. how is it? Is it time travel? Like, cause oh, I'm a huge believer in time travel. And so, what if, what if Edgar Allan Poe is a time traveler? Hmm? I don't think he was. I don't think he was either. But I do think that's like scary, coincidental. <clears throat> and what if there's maybe yeah. more behind it? Um. Well, and so the the logical part of me goes, okay, so let's try and reason out how that could happen, right? Uh, at the time, that was the only international travel was by boat, right? Yep. I'm sure shipwrecks weren't an uncommon experience. Sure. Right? Uh, and I'm wondering how common of a name Richard Parker is for uh, Poe to use it in a book. You know what I mean? Well, which like, ma- yeah, there'd be... It. Well, which makes me think, you know, like, even today, you know, 50 years ago, you know, we aren't named the names we are today. I mean, yeah, we are. It's not as common, though. 50-year-olds don't have, like, names like... Euphigenia. Bartholomew. Yeah, I mean, they're 50 year olds were born in the 60s. Well, a bunch of boomers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but but still, you know, the this is, what a interesting yeah. dynamic that, you know, it exactly played out the same way. And it, by the sounds of it, it was just unintentional. Um, right, yeah. Because, yeah, they, I mean, they I doubt killed. They went, you know, it'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As do, if we copied Ed Grellano's book. His do, book. do it for the vine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this boy's name is Richard Parker, and they all look at each other like, mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> "It's been we real. It's been fun, but yeah. it hasn't been real fun." Sorry, real Richard. Fun. Sorry, yeah. Dick. Yeah, I was gonna him. say, "Sorry, Dick." They just stab him. <laughs> but no, so, I mean that—that that is something that's definitely creepy, and just like it's weird how how correlated they are, way. and not being correlated at all. Yeah, yeah, having no direct connection, but seemingly being connected. Mm-hmm. Just makes you think. Is that how does that happen? Well, it's like it's like Lincoln being shot in the Ford Theater, and uh, Kennedy being shot in a Ford. Yeah, stuff like that is just a Ford Lincoln. Oh no, mm-hmm. there's a conspiracy behind that. I know it. <laughs> I can feel it on my bones. Yeah, I can feel it in my balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my balls of are get, telling me that there is a <laughs> instead of getting a gut feeling. Gut feeling. It's a nut feeling. <laughs> You gotta trust your nut, you know. <laughs> it's too fucking early. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, uh, definitely thank you, Bethany, for that awesome story. I mean, it's sad. Don't get me wrong, but you know, definitely like crazy in that coincidental, uh, you know, mishap. But you know, definitely some weird stuff, and it's interesting how things can be like yeah. that, and like we're saying, not correlated at all. But if anyone ever has any stories, anything like that, definitely send them into the simply mail, uh, simply one mailbag, and I'd love to read them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and again, thanks, Bethany. Like, yeah. we'll let you be the number one fan because you. <laughs> That's right. It. Yeah. Like, like nobody else has written in saying I'm the number one fan, so it That's must right. be you. Self-proclaimed, th- self-proclaimed throne. That's right. And Bethany is standing tall on it. You gotta ask me what I was thinking about. What were you one. thinking about, baby? Oh my God, I was thinking about 
uh, honest to God, I was thinking about Rock Band. Like, Dude, yeah, we've been we've been tearing it up. We've been shredding. Yeah, like, like we're kings. <laughs> like, we were down there because, like, I came up to look for something in my office, and in my closet, I had the drum set, and it was like, boom, baby, boom, baby, boom. I know you touched my fucking drum set. Oh, God, are we... Drum set, yeah. I was like, dude, are we playing? Are we fucking playing rock band? So I grabbed it and I brought it downstairs. And sure, shit, we played rock band. Yeah, we played so. the shit out of that. Yeah, you were jamming on the guitar. I was singing until I was hoarse, and then I'd play the drums poorly, and then I'd be like, "All right, give me the guitar. I want to feel like I can do something." And then you'd sing, and then uh, yeah, we'd just keep rotating like that, and we were tearing yeah, we shit were. up. Uh, so what I was thinking about is like. I really want a new rhythm game, you know, like give us a new band. Yeah, I had no clue that they stopped. Like rock band and Guitar Hero used to be I know, and I, I remember you telling me that they stopped making them. The Guitar Hero and Rock Band, they just Man. don't make them anymore. And I was a little bummed out by it. I thought Guitar Hero, at least Guitar Hero, is something that would have lived on forever. Yeah, like Rock Band 4 is the one that mm-hmm. we were playing. And it's still supported somewhat through like pay per song yeah. DLC, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like two bucks a song. It's like, well, now wait a minute. That's even more expensive than iTunes. Yeah, we you know? bought like what? Damn near 10 songs? Like $25 worth of. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like $25 yeah, worth of songs. And we played every single one. But, uh, yeah, we did. I really think that, like, if they built a, from the ground up, like, a current gen band game with, like, a bit more focus on the band simulation mm-hmm. part of stuff, where it's like, you know, maybe you get to make your set lists. Um, and go perform shows, and maybe you have to make business decisions. That'd be kind of cool. As well as, and this is something um, we definitely talked about uh, earlier, you don't see a whole lot of couch co-op games anymore. Like, it's all, like, you have to no, be online. No. So I think it'd be so cool, especially, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, with, you know, COVID coming down to an end, people are able to, you know, kind of get back together and see each other and have that opportunity to be like, oh, yo, Rock band just came out. Let's yeah, get the crew together. Let's get all you know. Let's get all uh, hunkered up and let's fucking play. Yeah, let's make it stink. Yeah, and so I think that would be such a good opportunity. I feel like, but I don't know. I don't know anything. I just, I, that's that's true. I want to fucking shred though. Like, I I, I want to play. I want to be in a fucking band. That's right. Like, and yeah, we we discovered our name was uh, Chris and the Pussycat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We decided it was C sharp. C sharp again, both made by me. I, I still like Chris and the Pussycat, but uh. I bet you fucking do because your name is in it. You narcissist. You are too. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Pussycat. That's me, baby. You are what you eat. You know. <laughs> you make me sick. What? 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 <laughs> no, I mean absolutely. That that shit's been. That shit's been gas. Bananas. So, I think that's it, baby. I think we managed to do it. Yeah, at, we got up now, at fucking 6.30. in the morning. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> gotta start getting ready. Like, I I don't want to do this again. I gotta tell you. No, like, this was... This was not fun. I was wholeheartedly expecting to pound it out last night and get a good night's rest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't sleep too well. I ain't gonna lie to you. I kept a whole lot of tossing yeah. and turning. And my dog kicked me in the fucking kidney because a fault on my part i you probably deserved it yeah i guess i got too close to him because he deserves you know he deserves the whole ass bed and he did like one of those Correct. back kidney shots fucking donkey kicked me <laughs> and i <laughs> fuck out of the way and I, ah! dude, he did and i just kind of rolled over and cried myself back to sleep <laughs> yeah he's like 
little fat little baby. And you're like, <laughs> he starts calling you names. <laughs> Dude, side note, real quick, I gotta, I gotta say this. <laughs> so I was at work, uh, which would have been yesterday, and yeah. you know, I, uh, I'm in sales, and so I deal with a lot of clientele. And uh, someone came in, and I haven't seen him in a while. And they're like, they didn't recognize me. And they're like, oh, our guy's not here. And so I'm looking around at my coworkers, you know, because there's only a, a handful of uh, men who work there. It's predominantly women, which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But so, you know, I'm looking at the uh, other two male associates and I'm like, well, what was his name? And they're like, oh, we can't remember. Um, big dude, really big, like heavy set dude. And I've been trying to lose weight. And so, like. I'm a little sensitive about it right now, and so and and then it finally clicked. I was like, "Oh, that's," I think yeah, they're talking about me. Like, that's me because you know I'm the I'm the biggest guy here. No, I'm not even. I'm yeah, not even. Not a lot of men. I'm not even that big either. Right? Yeah. No, it's not like like we were. Wor- like, did he die? Like, yeah, like, and then, like he was real big. And then they go, "Oh, was his name Mike or Tony?" And then her husband goes, "Yeah, Big Tony. It's Big Tony." And they're like, we're, we're looking for Big Tony. And I'm just like, yeah, I think I helped you guys. And they're like, oh, hey. Like, you look good, dude. How have you been? And I was like, yeah, my my name is not Big Tony. Um, not Big Tony. It's fucking Chris. It's Chris. I'm, I'm a moderately sized man. Yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, you didn't have a beard, you know? And I was like, I kind of, okay, whatever. I've always had a beard, but yeah. rock on. I was going to say, yeah. I, I've, I, I think I've had a beard since I was... Like twelve months. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Saying a lot of my baby pictures, you can see a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> you shaved that morning, and it's now, you know, dinner time. I'm just in a, like a suit. You know? I got my watch on me. <laughs> your your mother's breast had fucking beard burn <laughs> oh, from breastfeeding you. <laughs> Damn it, Denise! I need to get these taxes filed. <laughs> Sit in a fucking diaper. <laughs> Mother, could you switch arms? I am getting uncomfortable. <laughs> but that shit, that's, well, that's what I've been thinking about. Shit happened to me. <laughs> I've never been more discouraged in my life. <laughs> I mean, and like, they could have just Big said... Big fat motherfucker <laughs> named Fat Tony. <laughs> dude, they could have, man. They could have just been like, I think he might have been a heavier set dude. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably yeah. me. Um, yeah, but probably, yeah, yeah, they were just whatever, ruthless. <laughs> like, they were going in on I mean, you know, like, they, yeah, they're like, big, I mean, I mean, big. I mean, like, large. large. <laughs> I'm just like, bro. Like, like gravitational pull. Yeah. Like, you're like, all right, easy. You're like, no, nobody that fat has ever worked here, I yeah. promise you. I'm just like, shit, man. And they're just like, no, believe me, this yeah. guy was yeah. big. As soon as you saw it him. It was me, all right? What do you want? <laughs> What are you buying? Yeah, they fucking... did, they did try to play it off as if they didn't just call me a big fat piece of fucking lard. <laughs> yeah, just like he looked like a Jersey cow, and I think he was selling us something. And you're like, all right, easy. <laughs> so, well, I'm sorry that happened to you, bub. That's you're not you're not that fat. Yeah, like I'm not that fat. I'm not. I'm not that fat. But that's what so, I've been thinking about. You know, well. I would be too. Yeah, that's been sitting on my uh, mind pretty heavy. Goes back to why I couldn't sleep heavy. well last night. Yeah, tossing it It's keeping your me dogs up. dogs kicking you. Yeah. You're thinking about your clients calling you fat, Tony. I'm just crying. Just, Motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. 
if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Uh, five stars on everything. That's Tell your right. friends. That's subscribe. Right. Like. Smash the like button. That's right. Uh, give yeah. me a kiss. Share it. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Send us your virtual kisses to yes. to your clan to your cult daddies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're gonna start the. <laughs> We're if you have any, I was gonna say, if you have any cult name suggestions, definitely send an say. email uh, to Simply Well Mailbag yeah, and let us know. Yeah, what are our fans called? You know, if we've got, oh, are they simps? I don't know. Would they just be? You know, if, well, if Justin Bieber fans are are believers. Yeah, what, what are, are we? Simply Well Podcast cultists? <laughs> are they just? Are they simps? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> just, just what's up, simps? <laughs> What up, Simp Nation? Simp Nation. It's your boy, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, we're the cult daddies now. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> Chris, if people wanted to get in touch with us and give us some feedback, some cult names, send no. in their prayers, and we might answer them, <laughs> uh, how, <laughs> how would they do that? Well, if they wanted to reach out to us, you can first off definitely reach out to us by simplywellmailbag at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply, and then both our Facebook and Instagram is simplywhelmedpodcast. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, I still haven't set up that YouTube that I talked about, but I still think I will. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to put a timeline on it because I'm super flaky right now on that. Y- yeah, I mean, it's I mean, would we want to do like live streams on certain episodes? And, like, if you listen to it, cool, you listen to it, we'll still post it to Spotify and stuff like that. I don't know. I do not know. Something to think about. But, uh, so there's a quite a bit of editing that goes in our videos because sometimes we just, <laughs> we'll either laugh way too fucking hard and we'll have to straighten up before we can keep going. Or you'll say some shit that we're like, yeah, I gotta cut that. That's not good. <laughs> don't, don't frame me to be a racist or anything. <laughs> No, I didn't You're just say heavily implying, you know, like, this guy's fucked up, like... Yeah, we, this guy's a we, monster. We record about three hours, and we have to shave yeah. it down. Yeah, like, these get to 90 minutes because I cut out <laughs> the horrible racist rhetoric. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen, no. just for the record. No. Yeah. Uh, no. No, I just mean, like, you using people's names. Yeah. Where you're like... My buddy, like, you accidentally dox a friend. <laughs> so, yeah, we gotta cut that out. Uh, but no. Uh, next week, I don't know. I think maybe we could talk about the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Oh, uh, yeah. We will have to. Because, like, with it coming out on Fridays, it'd be a little bit easier for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think this is gonna turn into the Obi-Wan podcast, but... Maybe something we can do is, you know, like, we'll have a different topic, and then we can have, like, just a quick 15 to 20 minute breakdown of, like, an episode. Yeah. Yeah, just throw it in as like, sort of the letter. Yeah, we've got our letter segment. We got the what you're thinking about, and then we also have an extra twenty minutes on Obi Wan. Whoa, and and simply or in Chris's cryptid corner. Yeah, that's part of what you're thinking about. That's its own thing, baby. Noticed in the e- weird. I haven't heard of. I was just gonna I haven't say heard a theme song. Uh, whoa, <laughs> easy. <laughs> I was, Steady. I was gonna say it. You know, in uh, Bethany's email here, it didn't say what you're thinking about. It said Chris's cryptid corner. So. That's all I gotta say about the matter. Well, then maybe, well, then maybe Bethany's not the number one fan. Whoa! They're <laughs> like, why are you dragging Bethany into this? <laughs> why you gotta do? What Bethany ever do to you? Yeah, why you gotta do my girl like this, huh? <laughs> but no, yeah. Next week we don't know for certain, but yeah, with two episodes of uh, Obi Wan coming out, we might just talk about those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, you know, fuck it, we'll come up with something. Yeah, we always do, baby. So yeah, that's right. We always put it together. 
whether it be 6.30 in the morning or 11.30 at night. Yeah, that, I'm not going to lie. This, I love recording it, but it, it fucking sucked. Waking up yeah. at 6.30 was not cash money. No, you're not a morning person. I am not, no. And you're the one that was like, you want to just do it at 6.30? Well, yeah, because I, I, I got stuff going on. I'm a busy man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're in demand. That's right. That's right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Hey, bye, guys. Have a good one. I just farted and it definitely picked up on my mic. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta cut that out.